Well, so maybe some of you were aware that I recently spent 10 days in COVID quarantine uh, downstairs in our rectory, sequestered in the basement. And although I was not feeling great, and I'm, I'm grateful that I am now on the mend, thank God, uh, those 10 days turned out to be a very productive and blessed time down there in the basement. Because for a really long time now, uh, the Lord has just been over and over and over saying to me, hey, come hang out with me. Come down and be with me in the chapel. Spend time in my presence. I'm down here. And I kept ignoring him. And I kept forgetting that the tabernacle is right down there in the basement. And he just kept bugging me. He wouldn't leave me alone. And then finally, here I was, locked in the basement for 10 days. And so I literally had no excuse but to go and spend time with, with Jesus. So suffice to say, I had the opportunity to spend a lot of time in Eucharistic adoration down there. And I had the chance to grapple with and process a lot about my faith about the crazy world events we are all going through, about my priestly ministry, but most of all, about my friendship with Jesus. And the thing that he made most clear to me in that time was this. Only God lasts. Only God lasts. Power, you get weak and die. Money, Again, you die, and then it goes to someone else. You don't get to keep it. Pleasure, your body gets old, and you no longer can feel pleasure. Honor, hate to break it to you, but everyone who's ever lived gets forgotten. Most of us gets forgotten on this planet anyways. Or our memory lives on long enough for us to turn into villains. It's just the fact of the matter that God is the only thing that lasts. Everything else apart from him becomes dust. One day, and it could be any moment, it will all go away. And God alone will remain. And thank God the Holy Eucharist is right here. Jesus is right, literally there, in the tabernacle, and he is there to prove to us that God alone lasts. It is as our second reading from the letter to the Hebrews said so well, Jesus, because he remains forever, has a priesthood that does not pass away. He remains forever. Jesus lasts Jesus is permanent. He said it himself, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. His priesthood, the priesthood that accomplishes our salvation, forgives our sins, redeems our bodies, reconciles us to the Father, and empowers us with the Holy Spirit, many of our confirmations uh, uh, candidates are here today with us. God empowers us with his Holy Spirit through the priesthood of Jesus. 
And that priesthood is eternal. It does not change. It is solid, more solid than mountains, harder than diamonds. And that kind of solidity, that level of eternal stability in the face of so much in our world that is so unstable and is changing so quickly, more quick than we can ever keep up with, well, that stability of Jesus' priesthood gives us the courage to cry out with the words of our psalm today. I love you, Lord, my strength. O Lord, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock of refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Praised be the Lord, I exclaim, and I am safe from my enemies. We are only safe if we are friends with the God who lasts forever. If I love him with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength, then no enemy can ever survive. No lie of the devil can withstand God's fire and mercy. Absolutely nothing rivals the Lord God and master of the universe. He's in a class completely of his own, utterly and transcendently unique. We forget that truth so easily. And then we start to walk around and live our lives as if God isn't with us, as if he does not remain, as if he does not last, as if it's all up to us, as if it's all about us, right? And what we decide is reality, when really we desperately need it repeated to us over and over nudged and nagged over and over by the Lord's little loving, nagging voice. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. That's what we heard in our first reading and our gospel. It's the Shema prayer of Israel. It's the foundation of the Old Testament conviction that there really is only one true God. And he has made a covenantal relationship with his people forever. It's repeated over and over and over. The Jewish people repeated this prayer each and every single day, and they continue to do so. And it's a good thing that it gets repeated, because whatever is going on in your life right now, whatever it is, I don't need to know what it is. Some of you I know what it is, but I don't need to know what it is. But I do know for a fact, without a shadow of a doubt, that you need to hear this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. If someone has hurt you or disappointed you, then you need to hear this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. If you are feeling confused and lost, if you might be struggling with your faith, struggling to believe, struggling to trust, feeling maybe scandalized by the sins and the failures of people inside and out of the church, then you need to hear this. Hear, O Israel, 
the Lord our God is Lord alone. If you're worried or anxious about what tomorrow might bring, if you're cringing in fear, maybe over Tuesday's election results, if you always seem to be angry and bitter and sad and kind of on the edge, if you're fed up with this world, with politics and the news, if you are tempted to despair, then you need to hear this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. If you're afraid that you'll mess up or that you're not up to the task, not strong enough to live your vocation to marriage, not prepared enough to shoulder the responsibility of fatherhood or motherhood, not brave enough to say yes to the priesthood or to the religious life, then you need to hear this too. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. If your life is cluttered with a million and one sports and activities, distractions of every kind that tear your heart and your mind apart, if you have no time for prayer, no place for silence in your daily life, no time to get to confession, then you got to hear this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. If you think that you're holy enough, religious enough, if you think that you've given the Lord enough, loved him enough, then you have to hear this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. If you're stuck in the same cycle of sin over and over and over and there's no way out, it seems, if you're saying and doing things, voting for issues that you know simply cannot go hand in hand with your Catholic faith, then you need to hear this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. If you're discouraged, annoyed, envious, impatient, if you're proud and look down on other people, if you're not generous with your time or your money, if you hate someone or wish ill on them, if you are holding something back, hiding something from God who loves you, then you need to hear this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. Now at this point, maybe you're thinking, okay, we get it. Father Anthony, we get it. Stop repeating the same words over and over. Get on with the rest of your homily. To that, I say, okay, but this is really important stuff. Because in the book of Deuteronomy, just after the section that we heard today of that Shema prayer, it goes like this. Take to heart these words which I command you today. Keep repeating them to your children. Another translation I've seen says, drill them into your children. Recite them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them on your arm as a sign and let them be as a pendant on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your houses and on your gates. That's important. Repetition is important. And thankfully, we have a God who is so willing to never stop repeating that beautiful truth. This beautiful truth that he is one, that he is God alone, and that he lasts. Why does he do that? Why does he keep repeating that? Why does he keep nagging us like Jesus nagged me to go and visit him in the tabernacle? 
Because we are his children. And he wants to repeat this to his children. Drill this truth, this defining truth about who you are and what the meaning of your life is. He wants to recite that into your heart every single day. He knows that we need to hear those words of encouragement, invitation, and challenge over and over and over and over and over. We need them recited to us every day in new ways, through new life lessons, when we are at home or when we are away, when we lie down or when we get up. Or else, we'll forget. We will forget the God who lasts. But even if we do forget him, he doesn't forget us. Because he remains. Jesus remains forever. Jesus is still in the tabernacle, nudging you, bugging you, drawing you to himself. It's like heaven's anchor firmly planted right here on earth. And this brings me to one final detail from this weekend's readings that I'd like to draw attention to. And that's Jesus' words to this scribe who, as Jesus himself sees, answered with understanding. He gets it. Jesus finishes his conversation with this scribe saying, You are not far from the kingdom of God. Just ask yourself for a second, especially you guys like preparing for confirmation, how close are you to God? How close are you to the kingdom of heaven? Perhaps some of us are far away in heart, but no matter what's going on, Jesus, the priest, who remains forever, our God, who is Lord alone, the God who lasts forever, our rock and our salvation, our fortress, is never far. He is never far from you. He's closer to you than you are to yourself. And in a beautifully tangible, mysterious, sacramental way, he is never further away from you than the nearest tabernacle in a Catholic church. Do we realize that? We are so close to the kingdom of heaven when we draw close to the Eucharist. And we are about to see see Jesus offer himself up for all of our sake, once for all, in the Eucharist. Sacramentally, we will stand at the foot of the cross we will stand at the mouth of the empty grave. We will be standing, looking up, seeing Jesus ascending into heaven. You are about to come and say amen to the God who lasts forever. His priesthood will never end. Yes, the kingdom of God is right here among you. The kingdom is not far because Jesus is not far. So, as Moses said, fear God, fear him, repent, believe, put away your sins. Let us learn how to love the God who lasts with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to learn how to love our neighbor really as ourselves. Because there is only one God. There is only one God, and he lasts forever.